Hey, everybody. If you are as obsessed about human design as I am, then you are in for a treat because I am bringing on my friend, Vicki Dixon, who is an expert in human design. She and I have this beautiful conversation that you're about to hear all about your voice and stage and who you are here to serve and how diving into your human design actually will reveal those secrets to you. So let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So welcome, everybody. As I kind of mentioned, I dropped a little uh, hinter over on IG stories. This is, we're midweek, I'm recording this, this special podcast episode with a very special guest. And Vicky, and you probably have heard me talk about every once in a while um, that I'm obsessed with human design, and I know just enough to make me dangerous—barely dangerous, actually. I don't, I can't even scratch the surface. But I met Vicky this summer, and she's just been teaching me a little bit about about human design, and we're both manifesting generators, and we just thought it would be really like a lot of fun just to talk about podcasting because she just launched her podcast and called Unjaded, by the way. And why not talk about our voice? So Vicki, say hi and tell everybody, give me your elevator pitch. Hi. Uh, well, I am a human design specialist and I work with women who are ready to just really align their business businesses, their lives, their relationships with how they're meant to show up in the world, because that makes it a whole lot easier to not wreck your life. Mm. And I think the one thing that I've learned from you is that human design is not, here's your type and like, here's all the, here's all the stuff about you, but more, you know, like that sort of reminds me of like the Myers-Briggs or the disc, you know, there's only like four, with the disc, there's only four personality types, you know, with the, you know, with the Myers-Briggs, you know, they've broken down it into 16 personality types. And like, here you are, you like, it's almost like rubber stamped. Whereas like with you, I'm like, cause I've done readings before I've paid for readings before. And I'm just learning from you. It's like, oh, there's all these little nuances about each and every different type. So it's just been so damn interesting. What got you into human design first? That's hard to say. I have a hard time with that question because I, so it was in a couple of programs that I was in. I had, you know, exposure to the human design world. And I thought that's interesting because I too love personality tests and all those things. And I ended up having two readings as well, you know, diff different readings at different times. And then I'm like, I had, I still don't know what made me decide to study human design. I don't know at what point I was like, okay, I have to dig deeper on this. But I did. Uh, I did have to dig deeper and I did dig deeper. And it, it just changed everything in my business. I had a, my background is in holistic health. So I had a holistic health practice at the time. And the thing that every single women woman who came through my programs was struggling with at the core of it 
was really unfulfilled expectations, not knowing their purpose, feeling like they were missing the mark, feeling like they were running out of time. And human design gave me this beautiful tool to be able to say, okay, let's, let's dig in here and see what we can learn about you. And like you said, it's all about the nuances. I, I can't stand when people use human design as a diagnostic tool. You know, you're a manifesting generator, so whatever <laughs> fill in the blank is for you, or you're a projector, so you're going to be tired. There's so much more than that. Yeah. So I just want to, we're going to segue this into podcasting, you know, one, because this is a podcast, but when I decided to launch my podcast. When I was just like, all right, I'm going to launch a podcast. You know, I went all in and within six weeks it was live. And you were like, yep, that's just what manifesting generators do. And you did exactly the same thing, <laughs> which I think is so yes, funny. You were just like, I'm doing this. And yeah. boom, like, here's the date that it's going to go live. And I was like, and I'm sitting on the sidelines. And I wonder if people thought this about me, but I'm sitting on the sidelines and I'm like, shit, that was fast. <laughs> but it doesn't feel fast to me. Did, your, did yours feel fast to you? No, I don't think it did. Because there's no. so many things to be doing at the same time. But you released six podcast episodes at once. Seven. Seven, seven today. today. Yeah. All right. So seven went out today. I think I only did like four. And one of them was oh, a trailer, wow. which was, <laughs> which was really only, which was my guy just trying to get us onto iTunes. But I love podcasting. I had you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You had me in your ear on Voxer constantly to tell exactly. oh, and do this and don't forget that. And then there's always yeah. this, there's, I'm always that um, option person. Like, this is what's funny, and you probably experienced this in the past six weeks. Whenever my clients come to me um, and they'll ask me like a question, my you, my most common answer is, yes, and it's always like, mm -hmm. that'll work if this is what you want to do. But then there's this other option, um, just in case you want to do this, like I always have like all of these options. So you probably heard all my options the past six weeks. And manifesting generators take all the options and do them all at the same time. Because <laughs> there's always lots of different ways to share your voice. And so my very first podcast recording, I remember, and I was able to, like, I have a walk-in closet, so I was able to record in my closet. And I remember just starting the first couple of minutes, blubbing up. And I literally remember coming out of the closet, and I was just like, I can't do this. And then at the same time, I was just like, Lorian, your podcast recording muscle is weak. As a matter of fact, you don't have one, because you've never done this before. You know, I was trying to give myself some grace because I was, I, I was being hard on myself. I was like, you walk out on stages and talk to audiences filled with people. You can't talk to a few sweaters, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I mean, that was hard. So how was your first couple of episodes? Did you have that little bit of like, huh, I got to get my feet wet here. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm glad I had someone that I could message on Voxer and say, Lorianne, <laughs> for my first couple of episodes, because they were rocky for sure. 
Um, yeah, the audio was was rocky. I didn't know that you needed to be in a walking walk-in closet or a blanket fort or something like that. And, uh, you know, yeah, the sound and just, you know, kind of knowing what you want to say, but as a Manny Jen, not being too scripted, being able to go on the fly. Like I feel like for manifesting generators, we need more point form information that we can just kind of roll with and see what comes out of us in mm-hmm. order to say what needs to be said. The trick is learning how to do it in a concise way. So <laughs> that's going to come over time, right? It's that podcast building muscle and, you know, having someone who is a speaking coach doesn't hurt. <laughs> But I got to say, I've already listened to the first few episodes and they sound spectacular. I would, and you're right. Like I had some behind the scenes, you know, information, you know, as you were going along and I know, you know, but it sounds so damn gorgeous. Like hearing you say I was struggling, mm -mm, can't tell at all. So congratulations, you know, and I wanted to sort of bring that out because a lot of times, you know, I hear like clients who come to work with me and I just, you know, there's so many people who want to be perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you're trying to be perfect, you forget your personality. You forget that I got to do some practice runs before I get good, you know? And so I want to, I always share with people, like, you can go watch my first Facebook live. I leave it on Facebook intentionally. And I am like, flat as a as a board and like there's no personality and I'm just staring at this camera I think I smiled but it was probably more like a fake smile but I leave it up there because I want people like go look at that and compare it to today like there's so Mm -hmm. much more personality I'm so much more comfortable speaking basically to myself you know when I'm recording my own podcast or doing my own live streams but you know like right now I get the opportunity to talk to you but how fun was it to share your expertise oh, it's been a lot knowledge. of knowledge. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And marketing is my love. Like I love. So this morning, I found myself in this loop. Actually, I need to do an Instagram live about this. This morning, I found myself in this loop of not celebrating. And this is like a theme in my life where I don't stop. And, and I think it's a theme for a lot of us, where we don't mm-hmm. actually take a few minutes, take a breath and celebrate. Oh, my gosh, I just did this thing this I just birthed this thing that's out in the world now for the rest of eternity, possibly. And, you know, it can be such a temptation to be on to the next thing. And that's the the spot that I found myself in this morning was already like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because it's, again, that manifesting generator, generator urge to just be on to the next thing for us to master. So it was really, it's been a day of really trying to sit in, okay, I did this and I'm going to enjoy it. Cause I love the launch process. Absolutely love the launch process. Oh and, uh, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, give me something else to launch. I don't even care if I ever deliver anything. Just let me keep launching. So yeah. All I right. To- so this shows that nuances of manifest of just any type you're, we're both manifesting generators. You love to launch and you're mm-hmm. just like, I can just like keep launching. And you're right. Your marketing is really, really good, by the way. Whereas I'm just like, oh my God, do I have to launch? Mm-hmm. I mean, like right there's, yeah. a, right there's a difference. And I want to point that out because I don't want people to say, I'm a manifesting generator, but I don't like to launch. Or I'm a generator and I love to launch. I don't even know if that would be true. But again, like there's all these like different nuances to our different For types. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So Let's talk about speaking, voice, your message, you know, because 
your podcast. Well, actually, I mean, I like there's so many different things that I want to talk about. And I almost like don't want to skip over the marketing thing, how you love it. Um, please tell me why you love it. What is it about marketing that you're just like, I could do this all day long? Well, I'm going to bring human design into this because it's the only explanation that I have. I'm a second line, so I'm a 2-4 profile. And second lines have a natural genius. We're called the naturals. And we don't really know what our genius is until the world calls it out of us. And for 30 years, this marketing genius has been called being being called out of me. And I just do it over and over and over and over and over again. And I build successful businesses over and over again. And I think that it's something that everybody can do. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. That's your second line genius being called out of you. Um, I'm also quad right, which is in human design, something that 0.05% of the population has or is. And that is like this, this very unique way of gathering in information, gathering in information, gathering in information, you know, taking in, digesting all of life when we don't even know we're taking in information and then being able when the right person asks us to just like, bloop, here's the answer, which is really great in marketing because I can look at anybody's business and be like, oh, this is the thing. And I think that's what makes marketing so easy for me. It's because I see it everywhere. Like I walk into a store, I go into a service space, but like, it doesn't matter what business we're talking about. It's like, it just comes out of me like crazy. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think it, that's, it's just the thing that I'm here for. Yeah. Now I'm noticing, well, I obviously, I follow you on Instagram and you're not really on Facebook and you're not on LinkedIn. Like, is there something about Instagram, like, and your, your type that, or is it like the love of marketing? Is it the, the visual that just made you gravitate towards it? No. Uh, so LinkedIn, I hate, I just find it too boring. It's too, and maybe I could do it differently. I just never have taken the time to, but I just find it too much. Like you're in a box. It's very serious and I'm not a very serious kind of put out all of these serious articles kind of person. So Facebook, I have a really good following on Facebook, but I haven't been able to honestly stomach it for the last long. It got very dramatic. It got to be a very conflict driven space. And I just mm -hmm. didn't want to keep putting my energy there because my energy is the only thing that I have that I can really and truly protect with all my might. So I, I made the switch over to Instagram, not because it's visual. Like I don't really think I'm a hugely visual person, I just felt like it was, I was also in the middle of a, a niche change going from holistic health more into human design full time. And I felt like it was kind of easier to be in a new niche in on a new platform. So I oh, really smart. kind of doubled down on Instagram and I like that. I don't have to be, I don't know. It just feels different than Facebook to me. It yeah, feels very, very different than the energy that Facebook requires from me. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, one of the things that, well, one, your grid or whatever the hell they want to call it, um, is just so beautiful anyways. Oh, and I do. Surprising. I love like, like one of the things that I thought was so creative was your grandkids at the ice cream store, you know, all these different flavors. And you, you made a beautiful comment about all the different options that are available to, and I'd have to go back and look at, but I just always like I see some of your posts and I'm just like, that's so creative. Like, I wish, I wish I could think of things like that, <laughs> but I'm a responder. So I could actually, yes, I could respond to that. 
Um, yes. that's a whole, that's a whole yeah. other thing. We'll, we'll get there folks, but let's just like talk about our voice because I think there's so many people who they just don't know what their unique voice is. So I think, you know, and I know like I used to like, I'm just like, I'm looking around at other people, like they must know better than me what I should be talking about. So I'll just like pick like the, you know, like whatever industry you're in. I mean, I come from the professional speaking industry, you know, industry, and there's so many different niches for speaking. And I spoke on like leadership and corporate engagement, but you know, it's like, I would look around and I mean, there's an ocean of leadership speakers. And I had noticed that like so many people were saying the same thing. It was just like, you know, and that's, when I wrote my first book, leadership is not what you do, it's who you become. I mean, so that became like almost the, I'm going to call it a mini stage because that was my catchphrase. And that's what I spoke about. Like leadership's not something that you just do as a job. You know, so I kept speaking about that. But I do find that people just kind of like look around. It's like, what am I supposed to say? When am I going to know what to say? And I think in... Like, this is something that, like, you look at someone's chart and be like, oh, it's, it's like, you just rattle, you're just like, oh, <laughs> here it is. Which I yeah, here it is. Yes. So you can definitely look to the chart and see clues into how, what someone is here to speak. So you can look at your Mercury and your human design chart. If you're familiar with, with um, astrology or with human design, you can look at your Mercury and you can see, you know, the gist of what you're here to communicate. But what I don't love is when we get really um, locked into that. So um, when I look at someone's chart and I look at their Mercury, you know, there's, there's, a, let's say your Mercury is in um, gate 27. Gate 27 is all about nurturing. It's mama bear energy. Well, it doesn't mean you have to talk about mama bear energy and nurturing in your message. It just means that that's the flavor that you bring to it. So, you know, we can look at your Mercury, we can look at the line that it's in. So every planet has a gate and a line, we can look at the line that it's in, and we see the tone of your voice for that. We can look at your profile and see the character you play in people's life. Like it's more than one thing. You know, when you were talking about you choosing what style of leadership you want to talk about, I look down at your chart and I'm like, well, of course, because you have gate 43 and gate 43 is the gate of insights. It's the gate of really different ways of looking at something and then finding a way to speak it. So I'm like, well, of course you speak about leadership differently. Makes sense. So this is why I find what you're doing and bringing to the world so fascinating is because like just to hear you speak about like my past it's like i find it liberating it's like almost mm. like permission giving like oh so right that's what i do i find these insights and i've got all these different insights on speaking and how you ha speaking has to blend with your personality it has to blend blend with your business model because you've got, like, you and I have had this conversation. You're like, I'm not traveling around the world. I'm not hopping on airplanes. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, so that means you only get hop on an airplane if you want at all. Like, it may only be twice. You may tell people a meeting planner, I'm sorry, I'm already booked for this year for showing up. I can show up virtually, or you can book me for, for the following year. And that can work brilliantly i mean it has to blend with your personality you know so yeah, anyways before I'm you said that i never would have thought of that like i never would have it never would have occurred to me that you could just choose 
oh, I'm going to book two major speaking engagements a year and that's it. And once they're booked, they're booked. And then you said that and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I control my schedule for a minute here. Thank you, Lorianne. You know, like, <laughs> and in between no. there's podcasts and webinars and workshops and all of the other things that you still are using your voice for. Yeah. And virtually speaking, I mean, now <laughs> conferences are set up for, you know, not all their speakers are showing up. It's like, mm. you could be, you know, because you literally could have been booked. You could have been booked on that day. You were hopping. You were going to be flying home that day. I mean, like, sorry, like I can't or like, but I can do this if you wanted to like almost like rearrange the, the speaking schedule. I'll do it from my hotel room before I have to head to the airport. I mean, there's so many different options now. But anyways, this is getting into that. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm here to open people's eyes that there's all these different ways to actually incorporate speaking you know, as a way to get your message out there, to start sharing your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk more about this, uh, this whole voice thing. What is something that you have found with the clients that you've worked with about them discovering their voice? Well, for me so far, it's not been about, you know, coaching them to speak in the same way that you do. It's more about finding the actual message in their design and uncovering the layers of conditioning or the ways that they were told that that was wrong for their whole lives so that they could speak. And it doesn't mean like maybe they will never take a stage, but they need to be able to write the copy on their website. They need to be able to have people recognize them on their Instagram. They need to be able to, you know, message in that way. So for me, it's been more like that. And it's, it's really freeing once they start to realize, oh, that's actually how I'm meant to speak. I actually do have a message. I have a purpose. And I think that we get really caught up in thinking that our purpose is what we do. And in human design, we talk a lot about your purpose is who you be. And if you are standing in who you are, and you know what you're here to speak, what you're here to communicate, and you know, which we can find in your human design chart, who you're here to communicate it to, <laughs> and the role you're here to play in their life... All of a sudden, your Instagram message isn't that hard to write. All of a sudden, your website copy isn't very very difficult to write because you're writing from a place of who you really are and you're okay with that you will draw your own fractal to you and the rest you can leave. You don't have, you're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone, you know, and we have to be okay with that. I really like how you reminded me of that. That's what our voice is. Our voice is not just speaking it's not just your catchphrase you know it's the and it's not just tone like if you I think it it almost depends on like who you're talking to like if you talk to like a brand specialist they're going to be like oh your voice is the tone of all of your copy you know you know I'm going to like be like well it's like when you're speaking physically speaking but just hearing you like remind me of it's really it's everything it's everywhere I mean we're always speaking and sharing our voice, sharing our message. And I, I mean, I'm here just to tell people to encourage them to share more of it. You know, to me, I just feel mm-hmm. like that's the only way that the world is going to change is by more people speaking up and listening. I think, mm-hmm. you know, speaking is also speaking is also listening so that we hear more about, you know, like one, you know, like I always tell my clients, leave the microphone on if you're recording afterwards, because it's those questions that people ask you. 
It's the comments that people say to you after you're done speaking. It's the comments that are in the chat that you know, that's gold. You know, mm-hmm. you know what, what else does my audience want? What else do they want to hear more of? What else do they want to hear me speak more about? You know, so to me, voice is also a little bit of listening too. Yeah. And then we can, we can put a human design spin even on that and say that, you know, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you get to respond to those. Mm -hmm. And it could be that you just keep an idea bank and you respond when you're in the mood to create content for a projector. You look at that, that chat, I'm looking over at my chat. You look at that uh, chat or, you know, those questions that have come in as invitations, as someone recognizing you as the expert or the guide, and you use that to create your content. For a manifester, you look at that as, okay, these are things that people need to be informed of. For a reflector, you look and think, hmm, these are the things that people are wondering about that I can really mirror back to them a better way to stand in their energy on this. So, I mean, there's, there's something for every type in every question that your audience gives you. You can completely use your strategy to, I want to say respond because that's the word, but not respond as the way manifesting generators and generators do. Just you can use those questions to respond in a way that works for your strategy in human design. Oh, see, I I love this. I find this so fascinating. So damn fascinating. You know, and I know that when I look at my chart, you know, like, I don't like, I don't see it the way that you see it because this is, you're the expert. And for anybody who, if you haven't run your chart, we'll make sure that it's going to be down in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to this, we'll make sure that we have a link to, um, so that you can get your chart run. And Vicki has a great, you know, email sequence that will, that's very specific to your type and shares a lot of information. I wanted to get that out there. Um, little plug for you, (laughs) but you know, one thing that you and I have talked about over the past couple of weeks is like, I was sharing with you that, you know, I, I was taught to be shy. I was taught to be quiet. You know, my family moved to Japan, you know, you know, I was five foot 10 when I, when I was a 13 years old living in Japan, I could see from one end of the train to the other end of the train during rush hour. <laughs> you know, I was the <laughs> tallest one and people would be like, you're only 13, but I learned to be quiet, you know, and this was something that you had, you had mentioned to me about, it's like, this is a lot of the type of women that you work with. Like we are just is it just that we're from a generation like our parents, you know, I mean, my mother was very prim and proper and so was my grandmother. And so I think it was the like, well, you should be like children should be seen and not heard. And it's just like, you know, like well, it's, it's that ripple effect of when we get to adulthood that we're still acting like we were seven years old mm-hmm. and that just quiets us down. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, oh, at the risk of sounding too uh, <laughs> too jaded, um, <laughs> I think that the world has valued quiet women more than more than loud women for a very, very, very long time. Um, and I don't, I don't, you know, subscribe to the thought process that men don't have conditioning because they absolutely do. We have all been conditioned, but I think for women especially, it's been 
to be quiet and that what you say is not of value. And, you know, our mothers had that conditioning. Our grandmothers had that conditioning. It, it didn't start with us. Let's hope that we can end it with us. You know, I do see that in a lot of the um, children who are coming up now who are being raised to speak and to be able to say, to speak their needs, you know, I think a big thing in our generation for sure. And certainly something that comes up with almost all of my clients is that we were kind of emotionally stunted in our voices. So there is a thing in human design, half the population is emotionally defined and half is not. And those of us that are emotionally defined, that's most of the women that I work with. And we're actually here to feel our emotions deeply and to express them and to, to just understand emotions. And most of us don't because we were conditioned to not feel our emotions. We were conditioned to be you know, more stoic or more proper or more whatever it was, you know, this is the rule that you play and don't you get out of this rule because then I'll have to do something <clears throat> about it. I'll have to be uncomfortable with what you're showing me. So a lot of, a lot of, you know, the most of the work that I do is in actually helping people to decondition those layers of things. That's not even who they really are. It's not only not their voice, but it's covering up who they really are. So they, how could they possibly find their voice if they can't find out who they really are or they don't know who they really are? You know, I'm just like listening to you and I'm thinking, how does somebody know when they're, when they don't know who they are? And I know that, that that's such a huge question, but I'm sitting here thinking like, do I feel my emotions? Do I feel all of my emotions? It's reminding me of, um, I took this um, energy audit um, course from one of my past coaches and, you know, like she, one of the exercises that week was to write down whatever emotion you were having, like periodically throughout the day. And she had a, a chart of all these emotions. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, I thought there was like five different emotions. Yeah. I am totally exaggerating. But if you asked me to write down all the different emotions that I have, throughout the course of a week, I probably would only come up with like maybe four or five, but to see them like, to really like go deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like, you're right. Like we are, we've like, here, here it is. You can feel and hear, but there's all this uh, extra stuff. Mm -hmm. So how do you know when you don't remember, you know, like you don't, you don't remember who you really are don't know who you really are. That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a big answer to that question. But what I can say here is, how will I say this? One second. Um, what I can say here is that I think that there is an inner guidance system. And I think that when we are not being all of ourselves, there is a little alarm bell inside of us that is telling us that something's not right. And I think that we have beautiful gifts in our planet of um, planetary returns, I'll call them astrological events. So mm -hmm. a lot of what human design is, is the, the planets at the time of your birth and 88 days before your birth, the position of those planets. And there's going to be planetary returns about every decade, 29, when you're about 29 or 30, when you're about 39, 40, 41, 50, 51, you know, 50. 58, 59, 60, mm -hmm. you're going to get a planetary planet returning into the birth position in your chart. Does that make sense so far? That's a lot. <laughs> Ish, I know. Yeah. 
what I, I guess the way to say it is that the, like the universe is going to conspire with you to give you these boom. Okay. Get on track several moments. times in your life. Okay. Moments. Yeah. <clears throat> moments, okay. which could last for a year and a half, two years, you know, there, we all have things in our lives where we can look back on and go, Oh my gosh, like, how did I survive that? Or maybe you're facing something now that you're thinking, how am I going to survive this? And I think that the opportunity or the invitation is to see it as a gift because it's your soul saying something's not right here. Something's Mm -hmm. off track. And that's your invitation to, you know, what do I need to do in this moment to get back to me? It's like, there's this disconnect between the life you're living and the life your soul came here to live. So I think we get, you know, the planetary returns just help to kind of push us along or boost us or shock us <laughs> into some sort of change. It doesn't mean yeah. it can only happen about every decade, but I do find that, you know, we, that's why we used to call the midlife crises, right? Cause there's one around the time you're 40, one around the time you're 50 and stuff kind of can go wonky, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing for stuff to go wonky and to, for you to realize for us to realize that we're off track. Yeah. Yeah, wonky is not a bad thing. It's just like you said, it's like a it's a, a wake up call, a, a reset, um, a time to just kind of like is, you know, am I happy here? Because too many times I think we're just moving along. You know, I, I call it like, there's so many people who are sleepwalking through life. They just like, get up, go to work, you know, it's almost like they're on, they're on the treadmill to nowhere. You know, until like something happens, like there's got to be more. I do remember, and you're going to look at my chart now, um, <laughs> as, <laughs> as I say this, in my in my mid-20s, I actually said to uh, a boyfriend at the time, God, is this all there is to life that you get up, you go to work, or like in my case, it was like, I get up, I go exercise, I go to work, I come home, I make dinner, I go to bed, I do the same thing the next day. And for him, for him, he was so happy with that. He was just like, I mean, he just like looked dinner? at me like, um, no, no, he no, I think I was making dinner, <laughs> but he was just like, like, what's wrong with that kind of routine where I, yeah. I was just like, oh my God, there's no variety in this. But that, yeah. that did happen like in my, in my mid twenties, he was also the person who um, I brought home a book from Barnes and Noble. This is before Amazon folks. And he was just like, another book it's either the book or me uh, let me tell you he didn't make the cut <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah but i do feel like i had that first wake up yeah you know, like when i was in my 20s yeah and not that everyone maybe. answers the call that early right yeah and i think that's what started at... go ahead sweet when you look at um you know, women that are really on fire and changing the world. Most often we've had to have a few wake up calls before we really step into that. Most often we've had to take a few decades to find our voice, to find our footing, to find our purpose, to really be able to stand in it. It takes a while for most. I mean, there are some people who are 30 and, and killing it, but for most of us, it takes some time. It takes a lifetime to do the work you're here to do. Thank you for that. That's very, that's beautiful permission giving. But yeah, it does take time for us to find our voice, strengthen our voice, and find the people that we're here to speak to. 
But I think the bottom line is like, don't be afraid. Don't let fear get in the way. I mean, I'm, I'm such a, like, I don't want to be in my deathbed and then be like, damn it. I wish I had, you know, what stopped me, you know, like from then, you know, what stopped me back then that I didn't speak up because I really don't want to have those regrets. You know, I have a friend's small child that it sounds like he's being bullied at at school. And like, I so badly, like, I got to go tell him my story of when I lived in Japan, when all the girls just one day I went to class and nobody talked to me, you know, and that was, yeah, Yeah. that was one of those very life-changing moments. But there was, you know, I just called them mean girls because I didn't know what bullying was back then. Yeah. You know, but that's basically what was happening. But, um, but I didn't, you know, that, that too also taught me to be quiet. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was, that was a sort of reinforcement that I was getting. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody would even look at me. So it was just like, I just had to stand there and be quiet. And I just read a lot of books. Well, it feels like quiet is safe, right? It's, um, it's not in the long run of things. It's not. But it feels very much like quiet and just keeping your true self to yourself is what's safest. I mean, it's it's scary to do a podcast or a webinar or get on stage or, you know, take the next step in your business. All those things are scary. So it feels like it's safe, but that it's not really safe to stay where you are. No, because then there's that voice that's inside of us. It's just like, I mean, most of my clients come to me who are who consider themselves to be shy, but mm-hmm. they're like, there's something inside of me that wants to speak. There's something mm-hmm. inside of me that I need to share this message. So other women will benefit. So yeah, staying safe and staying quiet. Um, I think in the long run, just like you said, like it, it hurts us and it becomes a habit. And so it's time to break out of that habit and you know, I'm here to tell everybody, like, you can teach your nervous system new tricks. You can teach yourself to, like, go live on Instagram or Facebook or start creating videos or reach out to a meeting planner, you know, that is looking for speakers for, you know, for their conference, for their meetings. And, you know, especially if they have a group of people that's your ideal clients, go and speak. You have so, I mean, I just want to, like, tell everybody, like, you have so much that the world needs to hear so much knowledge, share your story, share your solutions. There's so many people that are out there that are just dying to, to hear what you have to say. And then if you know exactly what you're here to say and who you're here to speak to, you could almost like fast track that. That's <laughs> so it's like, t- and we like do like the fast track lane. as many gents. <laughs> Put us in the express lane. <laughs> I do like to take the express lane a lot. So yeah. in closing, what is, is there anything that you want to share with, with, uh, with everybody, with my audience, with your audience? Cause we're going to put this on both of our podcasts. Right. Uh, well, I, I think you said it beautifully there with just, you know, we, we can no longer not allow our voices to be heard. We can no longer stay quiet, you know, whatever it is, someone needs your message, Someone needs to hear your story. You know, your story isn't for you, really. The things that happen to you really aren't for you. They're to share with the rest of us so that we can all learn and grow together. And I think that the more of us that stand in our power, the more of us that 
use our voice, the better the world becomes. So we need your voice. Well said. Well said. I think we should end right there because that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So, wow, that was such an amazing episode and so much information. And I hope that you got as much out of that as possible. And if you have, if you don't know what your design is, click the link down below so that it will take you to Vicki's website so that you can actually run your chart. There's only three pieces of information that you need to know, your date of birth, the time, the exact time, and also where you were born. So I'm sure you know all of those three pieces of information. But if you want to know more about speaking and how can you tap into speaking, how can you start using your voice and your message to deliver your story and your solutions and help the people that you're here to help, then I want to encourage you to hop on down to book a call with me so that we can talk more about your business and how we can get you visible in front of audiences that are filled with your ideal clients. Because after all, Speaking to a group of people can be so much fun, both personally satisfying and exhilarating, and also you're impacting so many other people's lives at the same time. So till next week, be in demand.